Welcome to the Struggling Pastors Podcast, real conversations about ministry and life with Israel Gomez and Tian Doan. This is a recording of a real conversation between two friends who just happen to be struggling pastors. Hey, Israel, how you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I actually just came um, off a couple weeks of not preaching, um, which was, dude, it just it felt weird not to be preaching, but it's good. It's a good thing, and uh, it's I'm excited to preach this Sunday, so... How about you, man? How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot has happened. We we haven't talked in a in a few weeks. Uh, went on went on vacation, um, and dealing with some personal some personal uh, trials and, and and stuff. Uh, actually, it leads us to the conversation I, I wanted to to have today. And uh, it's, you know, I have a question for you. Um, I, I you know I didn't tell you what what we were going to talk about, but uh, so uh, you you ready for my question? Um, nope. Yep. I am. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. Here you go. It's something it's for me personally, or, or no, no, I have a friend who's a pastor that's struggling. Okay. This is, this is <laughs> not right. me. Yeah. It's for a friend. I, I, my friend needs advice, Totally. but, um, okay, here it goes. And, and, you know, if you need background about, uh, about why I'm asking this, um, you can ask me, but, uh, I would love to hear, uh, um, how you personally as a pastor, how you deal with personal grief and struggle. And, uh, you know, I know that you've gone through some, some things personally and, um, but you know, as a pastor, how do you, how do you deal with that? I, you know, there's some, some people have different ideas about how pastors should deal with it when they're, when they have some, you know, going through some personal things, you know, should you tell people in the church? Should you ask people to pray for you? What if, you know, if you're struggling, um, you know, do you take a break from preaching? Cause you might get up there and you start crying or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going through, if you didn't know, uh, yeah. um, it's not a friend It's actually, I'm going through some stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Can I, so can how, I ask how, you, okay. So you're asking me, Hey, how do I deal with grief? And I, I, maybe, uh, um, maybe a little nitty gritty might be maybe helpful for me. Um, uh, I have some thoughts, uh, but, uh, like what, I guess it kind of depends what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what's, so let me, let me give you some background on, uh, you know, uh, different things that I'm going through. So the, the, the current struggle, um, real big one. I, I've been, I've been really up and down emotionally and I use the word grief cause I, I realize this is what it is. You know, I'm grieving a loss and primarily, is my uh, my oldest uh, son my um, just graduated high school like a month ago and two days ago he left for Navy boot camp mm-hmm. and it was such a heart wrenching um, situation and it, it didn't help because we went on vacation we went to the East Coast and we just had um, a great time we you know he's kind of a history nerd so we went. Uh, we did the Smithsonian thing in DC and we, we visited, you know, Philly and some other historic spots that, that he wanted to see. It was just a great time. Um, and then, you know, we, we took him down to San Diego to the, uh, you know, the entrance uh, processing station there for the military in San Diego. And we spent, you know, a day and a half there with him. And so the hard part was this, I mean, he was feeling nervous anyways. And, um, he started getting sick and basically we didn't know it at this time, but at dinner, 
like he was going to leave that the he was already um checked in uh to the hotel the military you know gave him a hotel and he had a curfew and we took him out to dinner and he was saying oh man i feel sick at dinner and he threw up uh he went in the bathroom threw up and we just left early and then we went outside he threw up again outside um you know um in the mm-hmm. park when we we're walking and we're like man he's this nervous that he's throwing up and yep. then he, then he spends the whole night you know just having stomach problems and just really really discouraged so we saw him the next morning he gets you know they pick him up at like 4 a.m to you know go through all the processing stuff and so we're sitting there uh and he's just feeling terrible terrible about himself and and just feeling like, you know, just all this self-doubt and, and mm-hmm. just seeing him that way, you know. And um, so I don't know if it's good and bad or bad news is that um, we, I guess we found out um, afterwards um, that there was like this 24-hour stomach virus going around in our family after we, we started calling uh, people and it was just a stomach virus. Right. But he, uh-huh. it just introduced all this self doubt that man, I just, yeah. cause he was nervous with yeah, anxiety yeah. and then he just starts throwing up. Yeah. And then just seeing him with the, the, the pain and the struggle and the like, like indecision and, and self doubt and then going in and he was like, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I can do this, you know? And so that's, that's how he left. And then I'm just like, um, uh it took all the optimism out mm-hmm. all the excitement i'm just just worried and scared for him and you know after i told him we, we did talk a couple of times you know he got on the airplane and um when you know he had some time in there uh when he landed we talked and i gave him the good news hey it's you weren't nervous everyone is sick at home <laughs> you know yeah it's like, yeah. like what did he like, say he was like, well, okay, I guess, you know, it made him feel a little bit better, but, um, and then, and then a few hours later, you know, they pick him up and, um, he gets like a 30 second phone call to say, Hey, I'm, I'm here. And you hear the drill instructors yelling in the background. He, he gives like a canned, like, we knew this was coming. They, they prepped us. Like he could only say three things, you know, I'm, I'm safe. I'm going to mail this thing. I'll talk to you in three weeks or something. I'll give it another call. You won't hear from me. So, so. I don't mean but, to be laughing. I'm just like I, all these young people, right? Boot camp. Yeah. I mean, and they're all dude. Well, most they're all them, young. Everyone's young. scared. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then if you got the flu, man, that makes it an extra hellish. Uh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, I, I was dealing with a lot of personal struggle and grief and, and then I, I had this self doubt of like, man, um, he's going, he right now, right at this very moment, he's going through the biggest trial that he's ever been through in life. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a real trial, but it feels like it, like he's not in his, you know, life isn't in danger and, and or yeah. anything, but, but there's, there's genuine it, adults yeah. Yeah. yelling at him and and it's in meant his to face. feel like a trial uh yeah it's yeah, meant to feel yeah worse than a trial or yeah something. so so in in his sheltered life that we you know and i'm like what did i put my son through i i, I got all this self-doubt of yeah. like like oh my goodness should i have known my kid better than this and then so my, my question is like okay the grieving uh also grieving the loss of this i mean i've been so emotional 
Um, I actually broke down and cried a little bit. Um, uh, I made it through his last Sunday at church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after the service, like right before the benediction, we brought him up and we, I was going to pray for him, but then I just started breaking down. And I asked my, my, the worship leader, which is my brother-in-law, his uncle and his grandfather to pray for him because I was like, I was breaking down in front of everyone, just, just praying, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I feel the loss of, of like, um, not, you know, he's not dead, but there's a small part of it as like my firstborn child is yeah. like, you know, he's going to come back, you know, uh, you know, uh, hairy chested man, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like he's a killing machine. They're going to show him how to use a Beretta M9 pistol and how to do, well, I don't know, like whatever he's going to yeah, yeah. know how to do, you know? So, uh, so, oh, so that's Dude, the that, grief. Okay. So there's a lot of different things, but, but yeah. in general, you know, like, how do you, how do you deal with this as a pastor? Because, you know, sometimes, um, like, do you share it? Do you hide it? Do you like, yeah, well, you know, how do you deal with this? You know, you got to preach, you got to inspire people. Yeah. You can't just get yeah. up there and cry. Right. Um, how, like, so man, I tend to be the, how well is it? Is it You're a big crier. I'm huh. a big crier. I'm, I'm an overshare. I, I share, you know, I share everything with my friends, you know, whatever I'm thinking or processing or grieving or, you know, um, and I'm uh, certainly, I mean, for me, um, like, how do I do that? Like, I, I tend to share a lot. And, um, and there's something about that for me personally, just the way I'm wired that it's, it, it's helpful to me. <laughs> you know, I know for some people, it's just really interesting that uh, you kind of, I don't know, you, you unload those things on them, and they don't necessarily, they're not done with it, then they're grieving it. But for me, man, it's like, I share something and then I'm like, I'm like over it, man. I'm all better. Let's go do something else now. I know. You just and skip that, it to someone else. You just I unload just, it. I just handed it, it over to someone. Gave else. it to my wife, man. I'm, you know, got this burden. I'm good now. I fr- let's go to dinner. She's like, whoa, I'm not done now. What? So, um, for me personally, that's that's uh, part of my process, and it's it's helpful. It's sort of it's healing for me. But man, if I put myself in your shoes, dude, uh, and dude, my okay, my son. I have a son and daughter. I she's she's going to be seventeen in a couple of days. Here, my son is fifteen, and to he's going to be a junior. And I just think, good night. To imagine him like graduating in another year and then joining the military, you know, Marine Corps, or whatever. It's pretty terrifying. Pretty, you know, I my goodness, I it just like uh, I'd be very proud. There would be a lot of, but also just like man. I, yeah, that, uh, you know, I want it to go well. Uh, and the, the hard thing with all kinds of, I, I mean, I'm not, it's, this isn't quite like competition, but you're, when you're competing with yourself and all these other people and trying to just pass, you're just never 100%, which is so picking hard. And that in particular sounds like it's designed to be very hard. And so as a parent, you're just, you're just terrified. You want your kid to make it, you know, to pass. And to do it well and to do it with honor and to do it, you know, um, oh, man. So I, I, anyway, so I've got mixed thoughts on that. I just like if, when I put myself in your shoes, that's pretty rough. I think, oh, dude, imagining my son saying, hey, dad, I signed up for the Marine Corps, you know, or something. Oh, man, I'd be so scared. I'd be so scared. Yeah. I'd be proud, but I'd be so scared. So how do I handle grief? Um, um, not well, Tian. 
<laughs> no, I, uh, but for me, dude, uh, I share it. I, dude, I, I process it. I, uh, man. So what, so what's going on with you? Like you, you were mentioning, you mentioned this whole thing of, well, what would you like not preach? You know, like, oh, what, what are you doing with it? Yeah. Well, this is the first thing that I, I've done is, um, I haven't, um, I haven't prayed this much in a long time. Like, you know, they're a couple hours ahead and I'm thinking, okay, he's waking up at 4 a.m. And in the middle of the night is two in the morning. I'm like, okay, he's waking up right now. I'm like, I can't sleep. Sometimes I wake up. I'm like, I was like, okay, um, he's starting his day. I got to pray for him or like, okay. Um, I look at, you know, I watch all these YouTube videos and like, Hey, in day two, they're going to do this day three. They're going to do this. And then, uh, so I'm like, okay, he's, he's entering this part of it. Uh, I got to pray for him. Cause I know he's not going to, uh, perform well in that. So let me pray for him. So I'm, I'm like praying for him all through the day. I'm asking, uh, so, so, um, you know, my wife and I, we're, we're getting together. We're praying. Uh, so one of the things that, that I'm doing is, I, I, I've asked, um, you know, a lot of my friends, um, you know, you, I texted you a couple of days yeah. ago to say, Hey, pray yeah. for me, pray for me. Um, I, I, I have other pastor friends. I have other, you know, just, um, uh, but not necessarily people in my church, you know, everyone knows that, you know, but I'm, so that's that balance, right? I'm trying to figure out like, um, you know, I, I'm open. I, I think I'm an overshare also, but, uh, um, um, like I'm not, I'm not going to preach about this. Uh, it yeah. might later on. Well, maybe it's too fresh also, you know? Um, but totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so right now, I, um, I'm, I'm just asking a lot of people to pray. Uh, um, but most, most of them are people outside the church, um, you know, to, 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 to pray for him and pray for me. Mm-hmm. And, really just pray for me to say, Hey, I'm really struggling. And, and, um, this is the first time, like I, you know, I, I, I would say that I worry about things. That's very common, but I think this is the first time I have sensed a genuine, like anxiety for the, for the first couple of days, like just Mm -hmm. anxiety. Like when we were there with him in San Diego and he was leaving, like I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Um, and I was just so like, I, you know, and I've kind of gotten over that part. And I would say it's because I am sharing and I do, you know, I'm asking people, I'm like, I, I'm telling people I'm really struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but I haven't told anyone in the church that, um, yeah, you know, uh, I, I've, I've, it's mainly my, my ministry friends, um, from outside the church. Um, you know, we, uh, pastor of the church that, um, you know, we, they, uh, we share an office, we share a building with, um, I went into his office yesterday and he's actually a military uh, vet yeah, also. And I, I, and I said, um, uh, yeah, you know, pastor Pat, and Ken's uh, like a Pat, commando. Yeah. Yeah. He was a uh, special, special forces. forces. Yeah. He was special forces. So I'm like, Pat, you need to, I'm struggling and, and, you know, about this. And he was like, yeah, well, he raised 11 kids too. two of them or two or three of them are in the military. So that's a good person to talk to. You know, his whole whole Uh, life is a war, dude. (laughs) I know 11 kids. And, uh, yeah. So it was good to talk to an older, uh, seasoned, 
uh, pastor, but also a dad, right? Um, yeah. But again, um, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't talked about. I haven't. I haven't reached out to anyone in our church. Yeah. Right. Um, you, is that weird? Because we always man. talk about the church being a family. But how come I haven't talked to you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's too fresh. You know, okay, you know, you're reminding me of one of the things I struggle with that and I th- I think it's related. You'll have to help me out if I'm if I'm missing it here, but I you know, a while back I was processing um something that's a, a bit similar, you know, there's different life stages your kids go through, right? My my kids were um you know, they've been doing sports in high school and and for my my son, I there was there was a season where I just felt like um you know, the coaches weren't, they weren't real kind to him and weren't real helpful to him at his particular level. And the temptation I felt as someone who's, you know, competed and, and coached, I've coached high school level. And, um, the, the struggle I, I, I had as a pastor and Christian man was, dude, when do I step in? What, what, is it more appropriate to stay out of the way and let him handle it? You know, and then figuring out what kind of conversations I need to have with my son. And it's, it's, it's super, it brings out some interesting things in you, you know? Um, and so for me, my temptation is to step in and fix it. Uh, when we're, you know, a part of God's refining for him is letting him go through the, the difficulty of whatever being being mistreated and uh, processing with him, with him as as a father and Christian and a fellow Christian, but also letting him work through it and letting letting God do what He's doing in him through this. Man, does that make sense at all? I mean, so for me, I just want to. Uh, my, my struggle is to step in and try to fix something that someone else is working on. You know, God in particular. Uh, that that's my struggle. It's just like, oh man, you feel like your kid, kids going just not um, getting a fair shot, you know, and and wondering, do I step in or no? And uh, I decided not to at all. We, you know, I did not step in. I did not talk to the coaches. I didn't talk to any any of them. You know, my wife and I processed that together and just let it let it be, and let let our son work through it. You know. And it's at the high school level, but it's just like, this is really hard for me, dude. It's hard as a dad and it's hard to, to not do something about it. Um, because you just, you know, you, whatever you want your kid to enjoy the sport or something. But anyway, I, I, I just, for me, so the, the lot, the man, the grieving was, uh, just watching my, my son suffer through something I felt like I would know how to navigate but I need to let him navigate it and I can maybe offer some input or some wisdom and at the same time, be out of the way, man. Yeah. 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 That, that's probably one of the hardest parts of all this is the sense of uh, powerlessness, you know, like there's nothing, yeah. there's Dude. nothing I can do. Like it really doesn't matter. Cause I mean, that's, that's, that's how 
it's meant to be there, you yep. know, for, for him, they're trying to like, Hey, you are disconnected. You gotta, you know, you, you know, you gotta be on your own. You gotta make decisions. You gotta follow the rules. You gotta lean on, you know, your other, you know, your other recruits or whatever, other team, soldiers, yeah. the team and, and, you know, no more mom and dad. So they, they, they cut you off. Right. So, uh, which is good, but I feel like completely powerless. And this is kind of the first time. Um, and that's, that's also, you know, another thing that I'm grieving is like, um, like I have, uh, you know, I'm powerless to, you know, ha- like my role has changed um, in his life. Um, you know, and just a lot of, yeah. So, so I totally, that's the hardest part. That's definitely the hardest part. Now I want to do something, mm-hmm. uh, but, mm-hmm. but, but what, what, what can I do? So, yeah, but in, in, in general, um, that's why I asked, um, the, the general question, like, how do you deal with, you know, when you're per- struggling personally, uh, or, or personal grief, because it's a process, you know, you gotta, um, like some people, I'll tell you what, if it bothered me more than him, yeah, uh, probably for me yeah. in my case. So you were saying some people, what? Yeah, yeah. Like some people, some pastors say um, the church is not a safe place for you to, you know, share your struggles or show any weakness. Um, what? How do you feel about that? Some people, you're like, hey, you know. Um, uh, I do it. I, well, so yeah, okay. So for me personally. I f- think that I've uh, so I'm 45 and I've I've worked for the guys that were ahead of me were you know a boomer generation and I'm not saying this is true of every boomer, but typically what I have gathered from from guys that I've served under is a lack mostly this is typical it's not not everyone but usually a lack of vulnerability like uh, and vulnerability is um, like weakness. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and so, and most certainly it would not come out. This isn't, and I got to just preface it again. This isn't everyone, but it's most my experience. So it's a small part of the world, but has been lack of vulnerability and an inability to, to just be honest, uh, um, you know, publicly with the church about certain things. Um, uh, and probably, uh, you know, it's, I, I think it's a generational thing as well, you know, yeah. I, th- I think it's generational. So I'm not an, I'm not an expert, you know, on those generational pieces, but you know, it's by observation, I've seen it, I've experienced it. I know I didn't, it didn't sit real well with me, but you know, it's kind of like talking about grandpa and grandpa, you know, who, well, by the way, I really never met my grandparents on my mom's side. So I, I wouldn't even, I don't even know what that's like, but they, they were a generation that really, um, kind of kept, there's a lot of things they just didn't talk about, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, I've seen that in, in that particular strand of, of pastor as well. So for me, I, I'm like, no, that's, I, I don't, I know that there, there's appropriate, there's an appropriate vulnerability. There's, there would certainly be inappropriate vulnerability. Um, however, uh, being open to, to some, you know, weakness, you know, and kind of maybe brave, enough to say hey yeah dude i'm, I'm not dude because i'm not dude it, people see it we are uh I'm not, I'm not perfect but i and i also think maybe that was a view of a lot of the a lot of pastors maybe the view was inappropriate too like hey yeah you know, the, they're you're, professional you're perf- you, you um yeah. you're you're supposed to be you're supposed to be perfect or you know you and, and and never struggle you're supposed to be superman 
And yeah. like, I agree with you. And, and the, the hard part about ministry, um, people expecting their pastors to, to be um, perfect and, and to never struggle is that they're going to be disappointed, right? They're going to be disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. I agree with you. I, 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 I share, uh, I share, uh, I'm, I try to be as, as open and vulnerable as I can, as, you know, as wisely appropriate, because there's things that, you know, you shouldn't share, but, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, just to be vulnerable. And because I know if I don't, I'm going to let them, de- they're going to find out, they're going to find out that I'm flawed and I struggle anyways. Right. Totally. So, so why not just, just be, be myself and just to be open with it. Uh, another reason. Uh, and I think, um, that it's healthy you know, uh, if I if the shoe was on the other foot and and I was giving advice to to a pastor who was in my position, I would say, hey, you know, you gotta um, the church the church needs to also be your church, right? The church also needs to be your family mm-hmm. to support you. Right? Like you can't just be the the you know the one that that feeds everyone, takes care of everyone, and and never never you know receives any any encouragement yourself. You know, they need yeah. to be there for you too. So, so you got to receive that, right? Mm-hmm. So let the church care for you. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what, that's what I would say. So, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to myself that, that, um, you know, I need to be, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, it's okay to be vulnerable. You know, the, uh, have you read anything about, um, uh, uh, by Brene Brown about uh, vulnerability no. and shame? No. Yeah. No, she's written, she's written, she's written a lot. I think the, my favorite book. How did you say that name? How do you say the name again? Brene Brown is like, it's like Rene, but would it be in front? Brene Brown. She's a Christian, but she doesn't uh, write uh, uh, Christian stuff. She's a researcher, um, more academic, but, but, you know, writes a lot of leadership stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the best book is called Daring Greatly. Daring Greatly. Um, she's, mm-hmm. re- she's just recently read, I mean, she's written like six or seven books, but Brene Brown, she writes about, um, shame she calls herself a shame researcher and she says like most people are <laughs> interesting that that's like the worst thing shame is the the worst emotion you feel and shame mm. thrives when you hide um and and you know the more mm. you try to pretend and hide shame just it, it just multiplies but once you become vulnerable um you know you bring it out into the light it like shame cannot um, live in an environment of vulnerability and compassion and empathy. So if you, you, you say, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things that I, that's helped out, you know, people that I look up to and people that, you know, I respect, you know, I tell them, Hey, pray for me. I'm struggling. And they, they say back to me, uh, Hey, I'm praying for you. I, I, you know, we've been there too. You know, like uh, pastor Pat, for him to, you know, he's, he has, you know, a couple decades of ministry and life on me and for him to say, Hey, yeah, you know, I, I struggle with that too. You know, we got, when our kids went away and this and that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, well, I'm praying for you. And I just saw him this morning mm-hmm. again. He was like, Hey, how are you doing with that? And I said, like, I, I feel a lot better. Thanks for praying for me. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I actually been praying for you, you know, uh, all through the night and also this morning too. And I said, like, I really appreciate that. So, so, Man. you know, it, it just it relieves mm-hmm. the burden to say, okay, number one, I'm not crazy. Like other people, other people in my situation would be feeling the same thing. So I'm not crazy. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a weak person. I'm just, I'm a human uh-huh. person. Yeah. Right. So, 
the being vulnerable, sharing my weaknesses and struggles allows other people to say, to, to show empathy to me and for me to say, and to receive that, to say, okay. And it reduces the shame. Like if I just kept it inside, it's like, oh man, I need to be stronger. Who are you? You're, you're supposed people look up to you. You can't be struggling with that. And then, but, but inwardly I would still struggle and then I would feel shame about struggling and it would make mm. it this cycle of negativity. So anyways. Mm. Yeah, but, dude, that's good. That's good. So you're, you're, dude, uh, you're helping me, uh, uh, um, realize that I, I do need to talk to the church. Or just at least ask the church, hey, <laughs> church, uh, I was struggling with this. Can you pray for me? You know, at least saying that, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, you uh, yeah, I was going to ask, like, you know, why at, at this point, have, you know, at this point, haven't you shared? I mean, you because you are, man, I the, what I know about you, Tian, is like, hey, the, your church is a family, you know? Uh, and maybe you already shared that, I, mean, I guess. But, yeah, man, I wonder... What's for you? What's taking so long? Does it feel like no, no? Eh. I, well, not. It just hasn't been intentional. Uh, again, I've been gone for a couple of weeks. You know, we just came back uh, for two weeks uh, away from the church, and then we yeah. threw a party, and then the kids. You know, so I just haven't been around, haven't had any opportunity. But I, I noticed that, um, yeah. So I, I haven't been in the pulpit either um, uh, for a while. Uh, I'm, co- yeah, I'm coming back. But I noticed this week when I was struggling, I did not text or call church people, you know, mm-hmm. but this Sunday, I, I haven't been avoiding it, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. I, it's just I haven't had the opportunity. But I, I think, you know, I think that, that that's going to be something I'm going to do this 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 Sunday when I preach and just say, hey, I'm struggling. Um, mm-hmm. Can you um, can you guys pray for me? Pray for my son, Stephen, also. But, How many weeks is it? How many weeks it is, is um it is eight weeks after processing so it could be eight and a half something like that eight or, you know up to like nine weeks something eight or nine weeks um depends when they get in and processed and uh yeah so yeah. i hear this week is the hardest because it's processing there's like you know hundreds and hundreds of people and you're just like a cattle you're going through and they're yelling at you and you're li- sleeping in you know big old you know, barracks of, with hundreds of people and there's no relationship yet. You know, um, they're giving you shots and all this stuff and you're, and yeah, but I guarantee you, he doesn't have a flu anymore. Whatever they gave him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, he's going to be, you know, after in a, I, I think on Monday he should be in his, his kind of his squad. There's like 80 people or so. Um, yeah. and the, you know, the same, um, drill instructors, they, they call them RDCs. The, the RDCs will be with them. The same ones yeah. right now is just like a big old mass. And um, watching YouTube videos and reading blogs, everyone says this is the worst part of it, which is like you're just like cattle in a big old thing. Everyone's yelling at you all at once. And you don't know, you know, during the headlights, you just don't know. Um, and then they, they start you off with uh, keeping you awake for 48 hours. So they oh, start you yeah. off that way. So yeah. everyone like is like, you know, like you're running on fumes and yeah. high stress level. So I'm just really, I'm like, man, but I'm praying for him. I'm praying for him. I mean, yeah. Yeah, dude. So, oh, man. Hmm. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. I mean, just, just like, 
just talking it out for me, Israel, just having someone to bounce these things off. It's helpful for me personally. So I, yeah. I, I feel better just even talking to you, to you about this right yeah. now. Man. Thanks brother. Man, I'm wired. Dude, you and I are wired very similarly. I mean, I, uh, man, anyway. Yeah. Hey, by, by the way, our wives are wired similarly too. And I'm feeling so you better. dumped it. You dumped I'm it on your wife. <laughs> and starting last night, she started worrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so I, I, I'm done watching the, watching the YouTube videos of like, oh, my horrible experience in boot camp. And then she, she was like, Hey, did you see this video? I'm like, yeah, that's why I've been I'm like, I'm worried now. It's like, well, I, I feel better. I, I'm going to go watch. I'm going to go take, uh, take the, uh, my youngest to the movies now. Uh, dude, so she's feeling it. Um, yeah. he just turned 18. He's just, you know, my, so yeah. 18, 16 and, and 13 are my, or 12 are my, my kids. So uh, yeah. anyways, I feel you, man. Okay. So this is the question of, uh, for, for the audience. Um, love to hear, uh, how do you deal with, uh, personal grief and, and, you know, should you be open about your struggles with, uh, with the church? Uh, love to hear your thoughts. So uh, thank you for listening to the Struggling Pastors podcast. You can find out more about us at strugglingpastors.com. So until next week, thanks for, thanks for listening. Israel, talk to you later. All right, dude.